When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Welcome everybody to another brand new episode of It's My Wrestling Podcast. I'm of course, as always, your host Chris Dees and joining me today I've got yet another phenomenal guest. He spent the last eight or so years with Ring of Honor. Anybody who watches this show regularly will know how huge of a Ring of Honor fan I am. He's synonymous with the Ring of Honor Pure Division, which as far as I'm concerned is the best thing going in professional wrestling right now. He's also an integral part of the Ring of Honor Dojo, the world famous training facility that's obviously brought through so so many big names we're seeing all over the world in different promotions at the moment. He's, he's done it all in a fairly short amount of time. He's, of course, the one and only Mr. Will Ferrara. Will, thank you so much for joining me, sir. How are you today? Ah, thank you very much. That was a, a wonderful introduction, and it's a <laughs> pleasure to be on. Thanks for having me. Awesome. Thank you. Yeah, I, I, I put a lot of time into my, um, into my intros. I like to really set the scene for the interview. Um, how, how are things on your side of the world at the moment? Everything getting oh, back to normal to where you are? Yeah, you know, as far as, far as everything, it's going pretty good. You know, as, as good as it can be. Yeah. Uh, I'm really glad Ring of Honor is kind of back on the road. I'm excited for a, a pay-per-view uh, less than a week away. So that's really cool. And yeah, you know, little by little, we're, we're opening back up. We're getting things moving again. So I'm just fortunate to, you know, be on the positive side of everything now. Yeah, man, absolutely. I think Ring of Honor... I'm not not just saying this as bias because I'm a big fan, but I think Ring of Honor have been one of the promotions that have handled everything the best. Everyone that I've spoken to from Ring of Honor has just had so many positive things to say about the promotion and the way that you've handled COVID and bubbles and all 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 the kind of difficulties that have come with that. What what was your experience of of oh, coping I, with that? I definitely agree with what you're saying there. You know, I think when the pandemic first started, there was just an uncertainty over everything. You know. Uh, I, I was in Vegas when the shows got canceled. I just landed from the flight in Vegas when our, our anniversary show got canceled that weekend. And, you know, on our way back, uh, the dojo was closed. So a lot of things that kept me busy and kept going were just kind of up in the air. So yes. at first it was, you know, uh, uncertain, but Ring of Honor did a great job in keeping us all safe and secure. Like uh, I never had to worry about losing my job suddenly or having to like, you know, go to bed thinking, oh, it's tomorrow the day they're going to cut us all and do this stuff. You know, I think that yeah. they they put us as the priority, the talent. And, you know, when we did start running again, it was as safe and all the protocols, you know, it might have been even stringent, some people might say, but it did not uh, cut any corners as far as methods for safety and keeping everyone safe and secure. So I really appreciate that from Ring of Honor because of all the worries that we've had the past year, year and a half, I didn't have to worry about anything uh, job-wise because Ring of Honor did a great job taking care of that and everyone. Uh, yeah, man. Yeah, and that's like I say, that's that's pretty much been the, the resounding response from everybody that I've spoken to. And it's interesting that you mentioned cuts there because obviously a certain other company was making a lot of cuts 
during that period. But Ring of Honor, everybody everybody seemed to be fine. I don't I don't remember anybody being released, no budget cuts or anything like that, which sort of surprised me at the time because obviously without without it being an insult to Ring of Honor, obviously I know the the money that someone like WWE have isn't quite there. So it was even more surprising to see how well they they looked after you guys. Yeah, I agree. I think Ring of Honor does a great job for whoever is in Ring of Honor. As long as they're working hard, putting their best foot forward, putting the their best version of themselves out there, it, it's always going to be rewarded. You know, that, that stuff isn't yeah. overlooked and you're, you know, it's cool that we still have that platform, especially now going back with the audience. It's, there's a lot of guys here that are excited. They've been chopping at the bit, been waiting to go back. So I'm <laughs> glad that we're here, you know, and uh, given that the fact we didn't have to worry about, you know, we could focus on wrestling because that's yeah. what they had us do. We were home, we were secure, and we got to train and focus and really kind of iron it out. So I'm really yeah. grateful for that. Yeah, man, absolutely. Right, let's get into it then. Let's talk about your actual career, your time with Ring of Honor. As I said at the start in the intro, you've been with Ring of Honor for roughly about eight years. I know you've also competed in the NWA um, a handful of times as well. You, you're still fairly young, especially by today's modern wrestling standards. You're younger than me. I'm 32. I know that you're, you're 30. So... So we've already been with one promotion for eight years at that young age is is quite a feat. What What is it about Ring of Honor, other than the things you've already said at the start there, what is it about the promotion that's sort of kept you there rather than looking elsewhere? Oh, it's a great question. Um, so Ring of Honor to me is has been the, the standard bearer and kind of like it set the tone for bell to bell wrestling, especially within mm-hmm. the last 20 years. Uh, you know, I think that the quality of matches that happen in Ring of Honor are always highest quality. The wrestlers, a lot of times as a wrestler, uh, we get the mindset that, oh, if I really want to show how much I could do unrestricted and unchained and just uh, put everything on the line, Ring of Honor has been the place to do it. And we've had people stop that on the on their way to other companies have those matches in Ring of Honor. We've had people that stayed here throughout the years that continue to have those matches in Ring of Honor. And to me, I love that attention to detail, bell to the bell, because as a wrestler, that's what we're always working on. We're always trying to get better and always learning. And uh, never did I feel we put the the wrestling quality, uh, we didn't put anything above it as far as the priority list. So to yeah. me, I love that, that I get to just be a wrestler's wrestler and focus on the bell to bell and know that that's what makes Ring of Honor special. Yeah, absolutely. And I can tell I can tell just from your social media as well how much you love the company because obviously you work for a promotion, you even if it's not wrestling, just just any it could be a shop, it could be anything, it could just be a random company. You're obviously meant to be a big supporter of that company, that place that employs you, but your your Twitter, man, is is just so full of Ring of Honor promotion, tweeting out things about your colleagues' matches events that you're not even wrestling on i can i can i just get a a sense of how much you really genuinely love ring of honor as a promotion not necessarily just as someone who works there oh yeah thank you and you know uh, it's true i love everything about ring of honor and i think uh as you were talking before being trained at the dojo and kind of uh i've had these all these avenues opened up to me being so young in ring of honor it's not just as a wrestler but as a trainer and that helped producing and things like that uh, backstage. So I'm kind of like a sponge. I'm trying to absorb everything about it. And it's cool to, you know, do everything uh, with Ring of Honor. So to me, I get the same satisfaction watching Ring of Honor grow and watching students and people that graduate from the dojo have opportunities and kill it. To me, it's just as fulfilling, sometimes even more so 
than if I'm just myself and comparing my matches and my segments. You know, it's really yeah. Ring of Honor gives me the sense of being a part of something that's bigger than myself and and making a difference. So it's it's really great. It's like uh, uh, I'm really grateful for that chance. I'm 30 years old, but now I've been in wrestling more than half my life, which is crazy to think wow. about because I started <laughs> at such a young age. But yeah. you know, I think that uh, I'm grateful for the experience now and doing other things besides wrestling that are in the business of wrestling because i know my back is going to tap out eventually taking these bumps but my passion for wrestling can live through that through these other roles yeah absolutely and, and you mentioned those roles what what was it that attracted you to those roles was it was it the fact that obviously there wasn't much to do over the last year and a half when there were no fans and wrestling took a little bit of a hiatus because obviously you look at you look at somebody getting into being a producer or being a trainer and a coach and you tend to think that they're at the end of their career it, it tends to be the older wrestlers then you know like in in the twilight of their career they'll transition into a backstage role was it something that you always wanted to do eventually or is it just something that you've fallen into because of circumstances oh great question um it kind of happened circumstantial at the time it was a little before the pandemic happened maybe throughout the year 2019 you know, uh, I got the opportunity to uh, compete at the Madison Square Garden when Ring of Honor New Japan had the Super Show. They had the Honor Rumble. And yeah. then from that point on, I haven't really had a match in Ring of Honor since after pandemic. But what I did notice is that we were taking a lot of the steps forward as a company as far as the way that we handled television and the way that we did shows and production and learning from people that have been in shoes like that before. And I, I get to learn the synergy that all these kind of parts have. So really it was intriguing to me to know that uh, the more I knew about the camera angles, the more I knew about communicating with the production, the more I knew about how all these kind of pieces intertwine, that could make me a stronger wrestler yeah. and vice versa. It was really like that. I never kind of thought about how connected everything is and how you could use all these tools and all these uh, resources to just create a, a better product you know, and make it, like I said, synergy where you all work together and you take the load off each other's shoulders when you lighten it so to me that was really the, the point where i'm like even if uh if i wrestle again after these roles it's going to make me a stronger and more experienced wrestler having done this and if i don't wrestle then i have all these avenues to play with so it really looked yeah. like uh there was really no nothing that could happen that would, i would be in the wrong there i just said you know what yeah. this yeah. is worth uh giving it a go yeah absolutely and ha have you noticed an improvement in in your own game in your own in ring ability because you know as i said at the start the ring of honor dojo has has helped so many so many of the guys who at the moment are, are top top names it doesn't matter where they are whether they're in wwe where there's loads of them was the AEW? we've got quite a few now as well what is it about the ring of honor dojo that's so special and, and helps to to build these these wrestlers into megastars well i really think it's it's attention to detail it's myself and john gresham uh you know, it's, we don't just say the things that people want to hear. We say the things that they need to hear if they want to get better, if they want to really refine. And I think that yeah. every student that has been taking their criticisms, they use it to get better. And it's that kind of repetition, repetition. Have these matches, watch it, try it, then go out there next week and try it again. Like there's one guy who on social media, you'd be very bitter, Brian Johnson, you know, uh, he's like a, a great example, I think, of someone who came from the dojo system. He went and did a a tour of Canada, CWE, this was uh, December 2019, which is just show after show. It's one of those old school kind of tours where you just have like six matches in a week, four weeks straight. And mm -hmm. he really just put himself in the system 
and got better and got that stride and got confidence. And now guys like him, guys like Dak Draper, you know, I think they're great examples of someone who came through the system and utilized it in a, in a great way and came out just a star on the other end. Yeah, absolutely. It sounds it sounds very reminiscent of I um I spoke to Rep Titus a couple of months ago um, and he he had very similar things to say and he was talking about all the training and he was talking about the fact that you know similar to yourself that that love for Ring of Honor do you see yourself as being a Ring of Honor lifer I know I know that you obviously wrestled here and there before Ring of Honor as well but now that you're there is is that it for you would you have aspirations to go elsewhere if the opportunity came up or would you rather become you know embedded even deeper within ring of honor well if uh if i had it my way i would like to to grow with ring of honor you know i think ring of honor i love it as a place the locker room the vibes the training and i just think uh, a couple years ago you know ring of honor was almost looked at as the alternative because there's so many yeah. wrestlers uh, but there was wv was the main one and then if people didn't want to watch that they watched ring of honor but in 2021 there's an abundance of alternatives and i think yeah. Now, instead of being that, known as just an alternative, we are having our own identity again with pure yeah. wrestling and the way that the quality of, of the best pro wrestling matches. So I think that I would help keep Ring of Honor. Uh, you know, I want the world to, to know that we're here. There's so many competitions to choose from. I don't want to compete with other companies, but I want other people to know that we're competing with ourselves. We've had the best bell-to-bell matches for the past 20 years, and we will continue to do so. And that's what you get when you want Ring of Honor. When, if you're looking for that in wrestling, you get that in Ring of Honor. And uh, yeah. I think there's just a great yes. opportunity for, for it to grow even bigger. Yeah, I completely agree. I think it's Ring of Honor is always one of those one of those promotions that really annoys me when I see them spoken about on Twitter because you can tell which people do and which people don't watch Ring of Honor, you know, I mean, the people that criticize it and talk a lot of crap about it and say that it's still the minor leagues and things like that, you can tell these are the people that haven't watched it for years. You know, there was that mentality, I don't know, probably off the top of my head, probably seven, eight, nine years or, or so ago when Ring of Honor was, to be honest, a bit of an afterthought. You know, the as you said, there wasn't any other than impact. You, you basically had WWE impact. And maybe if you really wanted to, New Japan, but certainly in the States and certainly on big platforms, you only really had two. And even though Ring of Honor were there, with all these great names coming through, your CM Punks, your Adam Coles, Kevin Owens, guys like that, people just didn't want to give it the time of day. And I don't, I, I never really understood why, but I've, I've definitely seen an improvement in the last few years. And I think a lot of that comes down to the Pure Division as well. Um, how proud are you guys of the Pure Division? Because when I think of Ring of Honor, I think of the Pure Division. It's It's fantastic. It's... And literally all it is, it's just a change of rules. That's all it is, really. It's a rule set, isn't it? And yet the matches feel so different. Yeah, uh, I think it's a rule set and it's a, it's like a mentality, the pure wrestler, mm. you know, not to take any shortcuts, to, to face yeah. everything straight on. And I think uh, it kind of worked out great for us circumstantially to bring back the pure division during this pandemic when we didn't have crowd audience. You know, it's, I've looked at... I feel like uh, every company that kind of were played those cards did the best thing they could do if they didn't have people, you know, but it's almost as from someone watching at home, it felt like something's missing when the crowd wasn't there. But when Ring of Honor did it, I think it was almost like a different, you put a different lens on it. There is, we weren't thinking about there not being a crowd. We were thinking about the attention to what's going on in the ring, even zoomed in even further that we're not used to. So I think uh, the timing of that was wonderful. And you got a product where, uh, 
maybe if you're unfamiliar to wrestling and you're your first time seeing it, you'll think of Ring of Honor as, oh, that's like a MMA pro wrestling hybrid. It's serious. It's more yeah. about the holds than the transitions, and it's something different. So I, I'm really uh, proud of that, and I'm I'm really proud of the the wrestlers who choose to call themselves pure wrestlers because they take a it's like a standard that's really high that they they force themselves to live up to. And I look at a guy like Gresham who really set yes. the bar, especially yeah. this day and age of what a pure wrestler is and could and could be. So uh, I look at Gresham and I think you know physically the better the shape that he's gotten himself into, his character, his entrance get up and. Most importantly, bell to bell, he's the best in the world right now. And we have him here in the pure division. He has that division on his back. So I'm proud of him, and I'm proud of the division that he brought back to Ring of Honor. Yeah, and you make a really good point of how sort of obviously we knew that there were no fans. You could watch any promotion, and you would you would notice that there were no fans. I think it was really, really clear with, with people like WWE who were used to having 20,000 people in, in a stadium or in an arena. Um, and AEW as well, but but with Ring of Honor and Impact as well, let's let's be honest. You're obviously smaller crowds anyway, smaller buildings, smaller arenas. But because you had something special, whereas the other promotions, not to be horrible to them, they just carried on doing what they were doing. They didn't they didn't introduce anything. I know WWE had the Thunderdome, but I think that was a bit too in your face, if if you know what I mean. Whereas you guys. Like you said, you focused on the wrestling, but you managed to incorporate something new. What what was it like for you stepping in to the pure division, having not necessarily wrestled like that before? Is it a big transition? Is it a big culture shock to then obviously, you know, wrestle with one rule set, the way that you've you've been trained to wrestle, and then all of a sudden you've got all these different rules and you know, all the, the rope breaks and things like that. What was that like for you to adapt to? I think uh, on paper, you know, you look at it and you might shy away because you think, oh, that's complicated. They're adding all these <laughs> rules. But I think being in there, it's just it's like um, it makes you focus more on every action that you're doing as a wrestler. No frivolous yeah. movements. There can't just be a rope break that you use. Just like, you know, you're going to have to think of now more ways to get out of stuff because you only have a limited breaks. And then there's a situation if you run out of breaks. Then you have no luck. You know, ropes don't uh, end any holds. You got to find different ways out. So I think like uh, mm. it incorporated a different kind of uh, mindset, training-wise, and you know, thinking of counters and thinking of like, you know, I'm not going to have any breaks here. Think of it as a we're just locking and we're going until we find a, uh, a finish. And I think as far as coming up with the stuff in the match, it was really <laughs> cool for me as a wrestler to not uh, to kind of take the unpredictable element and the crowd uh, element away. And it's more like you're telling a story through the, the cameras and you could really take your time. And at, at some point uh, where wrestlers, you know, you get the crowd response and it's like instant, you know, if what you're doing is working or not, you don't get that with these matches, especially without a crowd being there. So it's almost like you have to, to go about it a different way and you, you don't know if it's working, but you have to hold true to it and just own it no matter what. And then it kind of, at first, it's not confident, but you build that confidence up. And, you know, I was fortunate at the dojo. We've had hundreds and hundreds of matches in front of no people. So it was kind of easy for me to get going without that. But I yeah. think it kind of showed in our matches where people, they weren't, there was no second guessing. There was no listening. There was, it was just like, you know what you're doing and you make it good. And you, you just got to feel it and kind of own it yourself. And I thought that was interesting uh, kind of way to have matches. And when we watch it back on Ring of Honor TV, it translated great. You know, I don't think that any of these matches suffered for lack of audience. 
Yeah, no, absolutely. Absolutely. Like I said, you didn't, you got to a point where you knew that there were no, there were no fans at first and you started watching the first few episodes and you're a bit like, mm, this, this isn't for me, but the further, the more and more you watched, you genuinely didn't notice that was, that there was no fans, fans there anymore. You know, other, like I said, other promotions really struggled with that because they tried to replace those fans and it, 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 it obviously we were already missing the atmosphere but then they almost put in like a fake atmosphere with the Thunderdome and things like that. And it made it really obvious that they were missing, but you guys really, really did just step it up. And I'm not just saying that because you're here. I'm not just saying that because I've interviewed loads of Ring of Honor guys. Honest to God, I think the way that you guys handled the pandemic and the lack of fans was was second to none. The pure tournament itself was incredible. Um, I've only ever seen good things said about it, but, but I wanted to move on to something else that Ring of Honor are doing really well at the minute and get your opinions on it. Um, on the, the women's side of things, the women of honour, obviously, without a champion for, gosh, the best part of a year and a half. I think it was January of last year. So, yeah, just over a year and a half with no women's champion. Obviously, we're sort of towards the end of the Ring of Honour women's tournament at the moment to, to crown the, the, the new champion. What's that been like to be around? How, how are the women of the roster feeling? Are they feeling any pressure to, to step up there? Because, obviously... Women's wrestling is at the forefront of the industry at the moment. It hadn't been for such a long time. And then again, Ring of Honor, that's another thing that they've really stepped up in. The the women have been fantastic and really taken the bull by the horns with this tournament, which is obviously something usually reserved for, for the men's wrestling, isn't it? We don't really get many, many women's tournaments. So what's that been like to be around, like the excitement, as I say, the pressure, how have the women been been handling it and coping with it? Well, I think it's been great. I think there's certainly a lot of pressure because Ring of Honor uh, in the in his past there, it didn't have such a strong women's division at all. There are a few matches here and there. We started the Women Honor uh, Women of Honor division a few years ago and it kind of came into something great, you know? And then, like you said, not having a champion for a while, we we're going to have this tournament in 2020. COVID happened and now we're waiting another year to get it. But I think the anticipation and all the excitement uh, it delivered throughout this tournament. I think that all the women in this tournament were hungry and they kind of knew that we're going to have to set the tone here. You know, this is, we're getting this stage that we've been asking for for a long time. So we're going to have to knock it out of the park when we are there. And I think they're doing a great job. And I'm Roxy and Miranda Alizé. They're in the finals coming up just before the start of this weekend. Personally, I'm really excited to see it because I know finals of the tournament, they're going to put everything on the line. It's going to be live uh, in front of a crowd. So I think the stage is set and I have confidence in, in, in the, everyone in the division to, to really deliver. And I think Absolutely. it's been long overdue, but now the focus on women's wrestling in Ring of Honor is here and it's just up to them to, to really do well with it. Yeah, and I think what I like about the tournament is as well, like Ring of Honor have obviously always, it's less of a thing for the bigger, for the WWEs and people like that. Companies like Ring of Honor, Impact, AEW have always had the ability to sort of bring people in for the night or for a few weeks or for a tournament, you know, like special guests, big names, just to just to pop a rating or, or whatever it might be for. You could have quite easily just filled this tournament with free agents, big names, women that have been released by WWE, like the Iconics, Lana, those, those sorts of names. But but you're really focused on the women that are already there in Ring of Honor, which which is what what I appreciate the most. You know, you guys don't have the biggest roster in the world. I think it's only sort of about 40 or 50 guys and girls all together. You know, most other companies have got two or three times that. But you guys 
always make it work with what you've got. It, it never feels like you don't have enough wrestlers there. So it's been really good to, to as I say, for the women that are already there, who've already been on TV, you already have these opportunities to still feel important and feel like they deserve the opportunities again. What, um, who, tell you what, give me, give me your prediction for the final. Who's going to win? Ooh, it's tough. But if I have to pick someone right now, I'd have to go with uh, Miranda Alizé, just because I think confidence is something that's really important as a wrestler. And she has maybe even too much confidence, but <laughs> it's going to count when, when the, you know, the pressure is on. Yeah, absolutely. There we go. There we go. Then we'll see. We'll see what happens when this goes out then. Um, you, you mentioned earlier about um, New Japan and the G1 Supercard and MSG and all that kind of stuff. What, what's been your experience like with wrestling with those guys? Is, was that something you always wanted to do? Is there anything, anything that you'd like to do with New Japan in the future? Anyone you'd like to wrestle or even go over to Japan and, and work there? Oh, that would be wonderful. Uh, New Japan's been on my goal list for a while. It was great Ring of Honor and New Japan when they worked together. Yeah, I've had a, happened to have a, a few matches with New Japan guys through Ring of Honor at those events. Yeah. I know I had the chance to wrestle against Jushin Thunder Liger, which was a tremendous honor. Yeah. Wow. And I yeah. think similar to how Ring of Honor in America, bell to bell, they, they hold the standard for wrestling. New Japan obviously is the standard for wrestling in Japan and quite possibly the world. A lot of that influences a lot of the Ring of Honor roster. So I think that... Uh, it would be it would be great to experience wrestling with those guys, especially in the setting of Japan. You know, it's just like a, something that's on most wrestlers' bucket list. And I think one thing I really like about New Japan and its wrestlers was that their respect for pro wrestling. They hold it to high regard, and you know they they'll rarely put themselves over the the honor of the sport. And I think that's what creates Ring of Honor and New Japan. They're very similar in that sense, and is that that pure respect. So uh, that means a lot to me. That's something that I hold dear to me. So uh, it would be cool to, to mix it up with them. Yeah. And obviously we're seeing it a little bit more at the moment. We've seen some guys come over from Japan and mix it up in AEW. We've seen guys going the other way, like John Moxley and people like that. Obviously Ring of Honor have got their history with New Japan. The, the whole Forbidden Door thing has been, I don't know, it was praised at first. It's been criticized a lot sort of the, the last few months. Why, why, I don't know if this is something you can really answer, but why have we not seen Ring of Honor get involved in that? Because like I say, you've already got that relationship with New Japan. And now AEW have got that relationship with New Japan and Impact with AEW. So, you know, is that something that you'd like to see for you guys to all come full circle and help to sort of bring, you know, because I think that would be a really good way to bring more eyes to Ring of Honor if, let's say, Jonathan Gresham went over to AEW and, and faced moxley or Miro or something like that Do you know what i mean it would it would really help mm -hmm. like uh, i agree with you saying there i think there is there's a potential for many dream matches especially when you combine like i think of a john gresham versus a brian danielson and i start to salivate thinking of how great that match would be <laughs> but then on the other end of the, the coin i look at it was something you were talking about earlier how ring of honor really has lets the talent that they already have gives them time to shine and to develop yeah. So even though, like, it would, how cool it would be to have a, a Brian Danielson come back to Ring of Honor, even if he's working with AEW, or to open back up with New Japan, I would rather see guys like Eli Isom, guys like Brian Johnson, get time in Ring of Honor to develop, because these are the guys that are going to be Ring of Honor's top stars one day, and they're not going to get there without that time and experience. So it's, uh, yeah. as much yeah. as I would like to see all these, these worlds cross over and the multiverse of wrestling kind of uh, happen, I would like to see these guys get their fair chance too, because there's so many guys in Ring of Honor that have been working 
and hard for so long just to get that shot to show what they could do. And I think for, for us, we have one hour of TV every week. We have week by week and women's division Wednesdays on YouTube. And that's pretty much all our consistent programming aside from we have honor club events and pay-per-views. So it's, it's not a lot of time to fill with a, a lot of roster, even though it's a smaller roster compared to most, it's the smallest uh, broadcast window. So yeah. I would just want to see our talent get that chance. Cause I really think that the, the more time we give them, the more stars they create, then after we've invest time into these guys, the forbidden door could be knocking from all different angles. Cause there's just <laughs> more stars to, to mix and match, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's a really good point. You know, so many, so many people complain about not using homegrown talent or not using the younger talent and things like that. And then they're at the same time, they're like, Oh my God, we could have this match. We could have this match. That's been the main criticism because obviously impact have been really involved with AEW, but impact have really drawn the short straw with that because I think they've lost basically every match that they've been involved with. It's been, it's not been good for them. So we, you know, it's a really good point. Even if Ring of Honor did get involved, would it, necessarily be a good thing it's great to get more eyes on the promotion but if those eyes are just going to see you guys losing you know to to kenny omega and christian and all those kind of guys is it really is it really worth it that as a new fan i don't think that would make me want to stick around and watch ring of honor i think like uh as a new fan you're given so many choices and uh, when everyone's battling each other and there's competition and whether it's AW, New Japan, Impact, there seems to be like this is company warfare. But I think Ring of Honor, it's not about that warfare or competing with other people. It's just about bringing the best wrestling here. And I know there's a, this weekend, for example, we have two guys recently released from NXT, uh, Jake Atlas and Taylor Russ. They're, yeah, they're yeah. debuting, redebuting and having a match on pay-per-view. And I think yeah. in a way that's like the Forbidden Door. They're not currently with another yeah. company, but we've seen what, you know, they were making a name and the doors open. And I think the reason why is because they're quality professional wrestlers and we're giving them the chance to really show what they can do without restraint. So I almost think that uh, doors open. There is no forbidden door. If you're a high quality wrestler looking to prove yourself, you knock on Ring of Honor is here. You know, this is the place yeah. to do that. And where we're not really looking to go anywhere else, we have the Code of Honor, we have the Battleground right here. So I think any wrestlers looking for it just knock you know and if you've got the credentials it's open yeah absolutely it's no nowhere better nowhere better to do it than ring of honor honestly there really isn't um i've got to ask because i, I like to ask wrestlers especially when i can tell that they're as big a, a fan of wrestling as you are you know I, i've spoken to loads of wrestlers who don't really have time to keep up with what's going on or or they admit that they're not the biggest wrestling fans themselves but obviously as somebody who's such a big lover of ring of honor as yourself We've already mentioned three names there who are famously Ring of Honor alumni. You know, you've got CM Punk, uh, Adam Cole, and Daniel Bryan, Bryan Danielson. What did you make of those those three guys and, and their recent decision to all go to AEW at once? You know, as just purely, you know, objective as a fan, as a fan of wrestling, as a fan of the business, do you think it's good that they've all gone to AEW? Is it overkill? especially how, you know, we had two of them debut within literally like 30 seconds of each other. Is it too much or are they now true competition to try and be at the top of the, the top of the pile? Well, personally, uh, it's very intriguing to me. I think that uh, it kind of, it's cool. And one thing, like I, I knew uh, Adam Cole when he was in Ring of Honor, uh, Brian Danielson, tremendous respect, Punk, same thing. But, but knowing, looking at the their faces and their body language and their energy, it almost, almost seemed like 
you take the the leash off and they just let them like you know be themselves it's almost like this this the, their passion for wrestling just kind of eased oozed through them you know and uh, it's kind of contagious so like uh, yeah. i'm not of course i love ring of honor and they're my priority but i see that clip and i just see a ton of people having fun and losing their mind and just pro wrestling and you know it's yeah. uh when pro wrestling is great it's great it's really good yeah. and i think that is an example it could be overkill some to some but I think that it's just, it's exciting. As a fan and as a wrestler, you get to, to inspire, be like, wow, I want to be a part of something like that. I want to have that energy or just, I want to have that freedom. I want to be excited. Even if like, uh, I, I, I try to follow where I can with other promotions. Oftentimes I kind of have them on in the background as I'm doing stuff, catching a few things that, that spark my interest. And something like that is, is just like really uh, motivating for wrestlers yeah. just because it, it seems like, they all made a decision that was best for them. And there's so much excitement and passion for that, that it's like every wrestler should feel that way. I don't think it's a matter of being anti one place, but just pro what you want to do. You know, there's, a, I think they all made a choice and it's going to be fun to see how it folds out. You know, uh, two years ago, AEW wasn't even a thing and it came right. in and it changed the landscape of pro wrestling and how we all look at it and how it operates. So like, it's cool to be a part of that where there's yeah. so much time from when WCW, ECW were closed and Ring of Honor was that, that open TNA. It kind of stayed that way for a while and almost like said to them, this is how the world of wrestling will operate. Now, who knows how it's going to be in two years. So to me, that's really yeah. exciting to be a part of. Yeah, it's definitely, I, I think it's the most exciting that wrestling has been probably since the Monday Night Wars, you know, so a good... 20 years we've sort of just gone through the motions haven't we ever since then WWE being the only 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 big promotion no real competition other than the smaller promotions like yourselves and like impact but now everybody's stepping it up I think it's unfair to just focus on AEW because impact have really stepped it up every time Slammiversary comes around it's all people talk about Ring of Honor have become much much bigger as well in in recent years you know you you're all there you're all catching up i don't know if that's a case of wwe you know everybody everybody stepped up but at the same time wwe are obviously letting their standards slip they're letting a lot of very good talent go elsewhere um even even somebody like ec3 you know um somebody that's gone to ring of honor probably one of the biggest names that, that has gone to ring of honor in in the last few years um i, I was stunned to see that he had, had signed a full like a proper contract with, with Ring of Honor because he could have gone anywhere and he could have he could have gone to AEW quite easily he's, he's a big name he's he's um he's he's known you know he could bring eyes to to a product have you what have your dealings with him been like is, is he humble is he down to earth because obviously his character not so humble <laughs> not so down to earth well I've only had pleasant experiences with him and a lot of it just from being on the outside looking in I could see his passion for wrestling and I could see his knowledge when he cuts a promo, when he has these matches, I just watch and I know that he every step he has thought through, you know, he, he has attention to detail, which is one of my favorite things to pay attention to. And yeah. and I think beyond all of that, he chose Ring of Honor. There's a lot yeah. of people that use Ring of Honor to get to somewhere else or are only here for a certain amount of time. But I look at that and he, like you said, he's a world traveled star. He could go anywhere he wants. And the fact that he wanted to come to Ring of Honor I respect that because to me, that's the way he looks at wrestling is, is great. And he wants to, he prioritizes that over a paycheck or over uh, e egotistical things. He wants to be the, tell his story his way because he, he's yeah. spent 
large part of his life uh, refining on how to do that. And now he has the, the canvas where he could do that his way. And I respect that. And I think that if we have more people like him in our locker room that chose to be here and that want to make this place the best it's been ever, then that's how we're going to get there. So I, I think uh, it's awesome that EC3 is here. I mean, he, he can, by the end of the week, he could be a ring of honor world champion. So you yeah. never know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You never know. You never know. Keep your eyes peeled. Um, right. I wanna. I'm gonna do something new. I've only done this once before. I did it yesterday with another guest. I'm not really sure what to call this segment, but it's something that I'm looking to do going forward. Um, I'm gonna throw some names at you. Just some random names from Ring of Honor's past, Ring of Honor's present as well. Just want to know sort of like what your thoughts on them are, if they're cool, what your interactions with them have been like. If you've got any fun stories, then please by all means share them. Um. What should I call this? I don't know. I'm going to have to have a think about it. Um, right. I'm going to throw some names at you then. So I'm going to go, first of all, uh, Jay Lethal. Jay Lethal. The best. The best. He's the franchise. And uh, he's someone that I've obviously knew who he was and watched him before I got to spend time with him in Ring of Honor. But then to spend time with him in Ring of Honor, to wrestle against him and to see how he could take any opponent and bring the best out of them. And he could take any objective given to him and really – take the ball and run with it and make it even better than expected. He's like, uh, he would be the blueprint for, for me as like to be the perfect pro wrestler. Just here's follow this Jay lethal, uh, blueprint, do the <laughs> things that he did, have the matches that he has. You'll be set for life. Yeah, man. That's some high praise. That's high praise considering, you know, the people that have been through ring of honor. Um, okay. Uh, next, uh, Dan Housen. Dan Housen. Ah, he's hysterical. And I don't want to, I say hysterical because I have a, a great time watching him and he's super entertaining, but don't let that uh, be a knock on his wrestling ability because oh, he yeah. can get it done. I've seen him go and, you know, uh, as, as goofy as a, or kooky as a character he could be, he knows how to get it done in the ring. So he's a dangerous competitor, but I love to watch him. Entertaining. I'd, I'd watch Dan Housen for hours at a time. <laughs> um, okay. Um, Maria Canales. Maria Canales. I think board of director, very distinguished, very respectable. And I'm happy to see what she did with the Ring of Honor women's division. You know, uh, she really kind of jump-started this back and took the reins. She took her experience from being all around the world through wrestling and applied it here. And I think we kind of needed that leadership, uh, especially from another woman who could pass down experiences to them, you know? And I think uh, she's kind of the, the flag bearer for our division. And I'm proud to have her on the board of directors as back in the company. And really her passion shines through through wrestling. And I hope she continues to invest more and more into it because it's only going to pay off for, for both parties. Yeah, man, absolutely. Completely agree. Like you said, she's got that, she's got that um, experience like EC3 of being in the, the big leagues, if you know what I mean. And that experience of how they do things and TV and all the backstage politics and stuff. She knows as much as she knows what to do, she also probably knows what to avoid as well, which I think is just mm. as important. Very, yeah. I was just about to say, just as important is what not to do is what to do. And, you know, it's great that she brings that knowledge to us. Yeah, absolutely. Um, okay, uh, the Briscoes. Ah, damn boys. I love the Briscoes. <laughs> I think of, you know, they're like the blood of Ring of Honor. They're the heart that keeps yeah. it going. I think since day one, literally, they've been a part of Ring of Honor. And it's just it's like... Uh, they love it and you could tell they love it and they're hungry and they, they would take the ring of honor flag, be on the front line of any battle. Then, you know, I think that they would fight for this company. They, they've had some of the best matches in ring of honor history as a team and against each other. 
and they're the kind of guys where you know they're they're a mainstay they're a constant and they're one of like the the soul like people that i would put as the soul of the mount brushmore of ring of honor the briscoes are two heads that i i can't remove they're they will be there no matter what yeah absolutely absolutely i they're just they're just tough aren't they just tough sons of bitches and that's what i that's what i love <laughs> i love tag team wrestling i cannot stress how much like tag team wrestling is is my favorite but if you there is nothing better than tag team wrestling if it, when it's done well when it's respected and you know taken care of in a way that a lot of companies don't anymore because they've, they've sort of forgotten about it they don't see any value or any money in it tag team wrestling is incredible you know look at what we've just seen it all out with um the lucha bros versus the young bucks unbelievable unbelievable some yeah, of the it's best super matches. exciting tag wrestling i love it too you know and the briscoes they're some of the guys that uh i had one of my first tag matches in ring of honor against them thrown into the deep end it was great and then just as a fan watching them they had that energy it's just they're one of my favorite tag teams i think they've locked up with the bucks plenty of times in ring of honor they they yeah. locked horns with many teams they had this awesome uh feud with the god from new japan and you know no matter what team you put the briscoes in there against it's going to be a hell of a fight yeah, absolutely. And I'm going to, I've got one more. I'm going to cheat for this one a little bit because it's five people. Um, Shane Taylor, Shane Taylor Promotions. Uh, I've, I've had these guys on the show before. I had them all on, like all at the same time. And it was just carnage. <laughs> just five guys just talking, <laughs> just talking. I just I sat there imagine. like, I just sat there not saying anything the whole time. Hey, they uh, respect is the first word that I think of when I think of Shane Taylor Promotions. All the guys that are in Shane Taylor Promotions, I've seen them work their way up the ranks and they did it their way. And, you know, that's the, the best part of it. You know, I think that um, where a lot of people, when they're frustrated about something, they could take that energy and it's almost like they attack with it and they kind of take it out on, on other things. But Shane Taylor Promotions, they, they took that energy and they used it to motivate and to elevate each yeah. other and to, to put themselves in the mindset where, all right, if, if you're not going to give this to us now, watch what happens when we go out there next time. We'll take it. And I think they're great. They, they're one of the, the top factions in Ring of Honor. They're the one of the historic reign of the six-man tag team championship. And they keep growing. I think they and also, they're very busy on the independent circuit, which I give them credit mm -hmm. for. Because where wrestling is, is just kind of getting its footing again, they've been in the trenches. And they've, they're hungry. They're getting it. And I think it's only a matter of time before they really start running the place here in Ring of Honor. Yeah, absolutely. And it works so well because and I, got, I really got this feeling when we spoke to them before you see factions on TV and you're like, mm, these these four or three guys don't really fit together. But then you've got guys like Shane Taylor Promotions who it's not just a team, is it? It's not just a faction. It's a brotherhood. And you, you can feel that just just by watching them on TV or talking to them, you can feel how much they care about pushing each other. I agree. And I think that's why they're, they're achieving the success that they are right now is because they continue to, to push each other past their points that they even thought they could make, you know? And I think like SOS, they're from the ROH Dojo, O'Shea Edwards from the ROH Dojo. They really just like uh, earned their spot through yeah. Shane Taylor promotions and through just all the, the hard work and all the going out there. So I'm really excited to see, I think this weekend too, uh, against LFI, SCP has their probably toughest title defense yet. But yeah. I have nothing yeah. but faith that they'll get past it because they've just been on a roll lately. Yeah, man. Absolutely. Absolutely. Right. I want, I want to bring it back to you because we've talked about loads of other things. We've talked about loads of other wrestlers. But I want to talk about you again because, obviously, 
we've covered the fact that you're doing bits of production work and working at the, the dojo as well. And obviously last year was tough where you didn't really wrestle much, if if at all, last year. What What's on the immediate horizon for you? So obviously we're, we're, we're getting towards the end of, of this year already with... God, God, we've only got about three months left, haven't we? We're already into the middle of September. It's just flown by. Um, Real quick. What, what are your plans moving forward? I know obviously everybody wants success. Everybody wants to focus on winning this title, that title. But what what do the next few months look like for you and then going into 2022? Hmm, that's a great question. You know, I think uh, I really want to find myself a great spot here in this pure division. Uh, it excites me. And that's been the focus. Uh, and it's really just all based around Ring of Honor as a company. I kind of took my my own career and put it to the side to to want to grow with Ring of Honor and fill all these roles they could fill. Because if they if they need anything that I could do and if I could learn something from it, it's a it's a relationship that's great there. Um, but pure wrestling has really gotten that itch back. You know, uh, I was kind of helping out and it was cool to be around. But then just seeing all these pure matches and seeing like the how uh, the Ring of Honor locker room takes advantage and really shines through pure wrestling. It just makes me want to be a part of it more and more each week as it goes by. So yeah. I would like to be a pure match. Anytime you have a pure match and put me in it because the more in pure wrestling, uh, I feel at home. And I think that would be, I'm looking to, to grow in this division uh, in Ring of Honor. I, you know, I take independent bookings on the side. I haven't really been uh, pushing so out there because my focus has been in Ring of Honor and to make Ring of Honor the best place to be. So yeah, I just want to do everything I can to keep it growing. I know it's a little vague answer, but you know, <laughs> uh, where where it goes, I will go and I will do my best. Yeah, it's a little bit vague, but it's honest, you know, and it's good. It's good to hear that you really want to help grow that because you could do anything. You could go for any title, but it's great that you want to really embed yourself and become synonymous with just that division, not just Ring of Honor as a whole, but especially with that division, a bit like the, um, you know, you think of impact, you think of the X division and there are names that you just think of instantly for that division. And, and, you know, we're, we're getting there as well with the pure division, like you say, yourself, Gresham, guys like that, you know, um, what I wanted to ask as well is uh, with, with the pure division and obviously with all these, all these rule changes, um, Obviously, the pure division was a thing a while back, years ago. And then, as you said, it, it was sort of dissolved. The, the title went away for a while and then it came back. What what was the decision behind it coming back? Because obviously it was before the pandemic, wasn't it? Why? Who who pushed for that? What was was it because Ring of Honor needed an identity or was it just because why not? Let's just do it. So I think that there are a lot of people kind of pushing it at different times throughout the year since it's been gone. Because when you think about it, the pure division is something that was created by Ring of Honor, housed in Ring of Honor that you can't get anywhere else but Ring of Honor. And in wrestling these days and ages, it's kind of hard to find that, you know, whether it's a certain match type or it's a, a certain championship or style. But there's oftentimes things are repeated different ways, just slightly, you know, slightly tweaked. But I think uh, John Gresham definitely was a big voice behind the pure title and behind bringing it back just because of his passion for that style of wrestling and knowing that it is an, an, something that helps Ring of Honor create its own identity, where now you could, you could add dozens of companies to the landscape like it is in 2021. But if you look at the pie chart, you'll never see the lines with pure. That's only in the Ring of Honor circle. You're never going to see yeah. that in all these other wrestling. So I think uh, the timing and the, the push from, from wrestlers like Gresham and wrestlers who 
really hold pure to their hearts. It kind of all uh, helped it to resurface. And now that it's back, I think that there's a lot of wrestlers that maybe not even experienced it the first time around, but seen it this time and then went and looked at the history. And now it's like, oh, I identify as a pure wrestler. I think that's really cool. Yeah, man, absolutely. Yeah, new life that wasn't there before. Yeah, and I think that's important as well, that it's not just given Ring of Honor that identity, but like you say, it's given wrestlers that identity who maybe, you know, they, they might have been going through the motions, not knowing what to do, might be at a dead end, and then they've seen the pure uh, the pure division come back and thought, yeah, yeah, that's for me. And then, it, like you say, it gives them something to aim for. And that's that's beautiful. It's great, man. And uh, I love the pure division. I'm so happy Gresham pushed for it. I'm so glad you guys pushed for it. Um, and I, I just hope to see it go from strength to strength and yourself as well go from strength to strength within the division. Um, right then, I've got one more question for you. It's the same question that I ask all of my guests, the same question that I like to end with. Um, I like to ask about Mount Rushmore's, but I also like to tweak it a little bit to to sort of like be more relevant to my guest because a lot of podcasts ask for just a straight up Mount Rushmore and they're all the same. They're all The Undertaker, Ric Flair, blah, 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 Hulk Hogan. So I want to know what your Mount Rushmore is, but I'm going to ask for two Mount Rushmore's. One okay. for current Ring of Honor superstars, and one for Ring of Honor alumni. Ooh, it's not going to be easy. Not going to be easy at all. <laughs> yeah, it's tough. You know, I think uh, I'd have to put the Briscoes in on the current. You know, even though that their history could span both the alumni and the current, they're they're here now, yeah. so they're they're two faces. I'd put Jay Lethal's face up there, and I'd have to put Jonathan Gresham's face up there because he's really the guy, especially now current age, where I think about the pure wrestler at the highest form where you t- you take every kind of meter promos, turn it up, uh, presentation, turn it up, bell to bell, turn it up. Yeah. Everything is Gresham currently and yeah. the past. Absolutely. Whew, that You know, I think um, I'd have to say Danielson, Samoa Joe. Yeah. It's hard. There's so there's it's tough. many really tough. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'd have to put CM Punk through there. Yeah. And 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 personally, uh, a big fan of El Generico. Yeah. I'd have to say yeah. that, that, you know, those are four guys that quality. And then, you know, I could expand that to 12 names. It's hard to narrow it down, but I'm just going to have to stick with those four names that <laughs> pop in. And, like, I just think uh, they have lasting impressions of Ring of Honor and just the wrestlers that whole, they try to emulate those kind of matches that we've seen for those guys back in the day. You know, and expand a whole new generation of wrestler. And who knows what this generation will produce going forward as we pass the torch to the next generation. Yeah, absolutely. That's a really good point as well. Like, obviously, you you think of wrestlers. If you've not watched wrestling in the last, like, 20 years and you were to be asked, like, a wrestler from your youth or whatever, you'd think of Hulk Hogan, Andre the Giant, those big, big guys. And Ring of Honor have really helped to pave the way for... I guess you would say the smaller guys, the, the the ones who the internet community like to call vanilla midgets, which is not what I, <laughs> not what I think at all, but, but you know, you know what I mean? Like those smaller guys who are more about, about the technical ability and the actual wrestling ability rather than being six foot tall, muscle headed freaks. If you, you, you know what I mean? I think ring of honor have been really integral in that. We saw it a little bit in the nineties and into the two thousands, like Shawn Michaels, Eddie Guerrero, Chris Benoit, people like that. But Ring of Honor have really taken that ball and just ran with it. No, I agree. I think if you if you ask someone who's a very casual wrestling fan or maybe not even super invested and you just say, what does a wrestler look like? Maybe 10, 15 years ago, 
they'd say, oh, steroids, Zumba's, all this, like, crazy. It kind of fit this one image. But now, there you could get 20 different answers for what does a wrestler look like because there's so much, so many different wrestlers now in a prominent position to, to represent what they feel like a wrestler could look like. So I think that's great because now, no matter who you are, you could see someone and be like, oh, they're doing it. I could be like them. You know, when I yeah. was younger watching wrestling, I gravitated towards like a Rey Mysterio, uh, a Brian Daniel, or smaller guys. But now there's hundreds of guys I could pick from all these platforms. So it's, it's really cool. I think that no matter who you are, you could find someone that just resonates with you as a person and as a wrestler. And uh, it kind of helps broaden the horizon for how people think of wrestling. And they're not going to associate it with just the one image that they had in the 80s and the 90s. And now it's it's more of the feeling you get when you're at wrestling and all these kind of pieces intertwining. So I think it's cool. And I hope that in, you know, uh, 10, 15 years from now, when you ask someone, what does a wrestler look like? You won't get the same answer twice. Yeah, absolutely. Couldn't agree more. Like you say, it's important to have someone to relate to, whether it be women as well, like we said earlier, you know, and what Maria's helped to do as well, giving young girls someone, someone to look up to, whereas like 15, 20 years ago, what, what were young girls looking up to, really? They were looking up to bra and panties matches, you know what I mean, and things like that. It wasn't, it wasn't good, but now the landscape has just changed completely. People from different races, religions, backgrounds, ethnicities, you know, it's, it's, it's a wonderful thing to see. It's a wonderful, wonderful time to be a wrestling fan. Um, and I just want to say, Will, man, thank you so much for joining me. Um, before I let you go, though, where, where can people find you on social media? Is there anything you want to push Ring of Honor-wise? Any, like, stores or anything like that? Oh, well, great. Uh, thank you for having me. I had a great time here. Anyone who wants to follow, uh, it's at Will Ferrara on both Twitter and Instagram. Simple as it gets. Uh, and as far as Ring of Honor stuff, this week on TV, as a Death Before Dishonor episode, uh, I get to wrestle Josh Woods in a pure rules match. So I'm really excited about that. There's also a tag team title match that episode. It's going to be really cool. And then Death Before Dishonors, Ring of Honor next pay-per-view. is this weekend, this Sunday. And uh, I think it's going to be an awesome card we're going to find our crown a new women's champion for the first time in years uh and you know i think as far as shops you can go to shophonor.com there's no will ferrara merch but if you support the pure division you support me and i think uh, anyone who wants to if they're fans of ring of honor they know that they could watch us every monday on fight and if they haven't checked out ring of honor yet i just urge someone to check it out give it a chance there's a lot of wrestling here but i think bell to bell the quality of matches ring of honor has the the best wrestling on the planet yeah, absolutely. That's a really. I'm, I'm glad that you mentioned Fight as well because I was going to mention Fight TV. It's the best place to get Ring of Honor. It's it's where I get my oh, I Ring of Honor fix from as well. It's um especially hard for people over here in Europe and in the UK. So Fight, yeah, absolutely. Um, Fight's brilliant. Such good. Yeah, such, it's such, great. A, such it's good so stream on your TV. Yeah, to me they made it watching so much easier. So when people say, "Oh, I don't get it," it's, no matter where you are, you log in a Fight, you got Ring of Honor every week for free. So it's really cool. And that was always the thing, wasn't it? Ring of Honor was hard to find, but now it's so accessible. Just like all wrestling, there's so much wrestling. There's so many different ways to find it. Ring of Honor is there. If you want to watch good wrestling, it's there. Ring of Honor is there. Just stop being lazy. Just go and find it. You know? <laughs> yeah, just got to give it a try. It. And then you'll probably be hooked. So it's good. Awesome. Awesome. Well, like I said, man, thank you so much for joining me. It's been a pleasure. It's been a blast. Guys, if you've watched or if you've listened, thank you so much for joining us. You know where to find me. I'll all be in the link tree on my Twitter, which is um, at It's My Wrestle. 
pod because the character limit wouldn't let me have wrestling, which was annoying. Uh, so just hit the link tree. All the audio platforms are there. YouTube stores, you name it. It's all there. Um, and until next time, guys, thank you so much and take care. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.